Thank you for tuning into Brewed Up, a podcast where two LA-based female homebrewers chat, laugh, and learn about craft beer, homebrewing, and whatever else comes to mind. Tyler and Laura both have brewed many styles of beer, cider, and meat and are always up for experimenting. This show is available to listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, HopDelay.com, and wherever else you'd like to listen. Now, here's the show. All right. Thanks. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for pressing play and welcome to Brood Up. We have a fun show today. Just, just the two of just the two of us. Dun, dun. We, we can, can make, make it, it if we try. <laughs> oh, that was good. Just the two of us. Um, but first, we'd like to thank our amazing sponsors. Yes, we would like to thank our sponsors. I want to thank a minute. Take a minute. To thank BSG, makers of the Grainfather. I uh, got Tyler to help me. We sold our souls to the devil for luxury homebrew equipment. And we we do it again because it's an amazing piece of it. equipment. I love it so much, but I also try not to talk about how much I love it because I feel a little bit guilty. But anyway, thank you, the Grainfather. We're going to brew hard on this sucker for years to come. Thank you, BSG. Um, and also, we'd like to thank the American Homebrewers Association. Um, they are just an incredible association. If you haven't joined, do so. Um, there's a bunch of perks. You get to see, like, you know, award-winning homebrew recipes. There's an awesome magazine, Zimmergy, Zimmergy, however mm-hmm. you pronounce it. Um, and also, be sure to buy your tickets because HomebrewCon is coming up June mm-hmm. 17th. Mm. Through the 19th, um, a bunch of dope speakers. And uh, yeah, if you are tuning in to the award ceremony for the National Homebrew Homebrew Competition, mm-hmm. might see a little something special. Mm. Might. Mm-hmm. Might. A little we'll winky wink there. We'll <laughs> see. No, but for real, that Homebrew Con last year was super rad. I'm so glad I did it, and I'll definitely do it this year. So yeah. It was fun. Check it out. Well, welcome to the show. Today, we will be exploring the homebrewing topic of seasonal brewing. We're hippies. But first, we want to have a homebrewery update and try each other's stuff. Yes. You know, I would like to say I love how you say homebrewery. <laughs> felt like an accent. Homebrewery. <laughs> yeah, I am. Hey, what am I drinking? I'm drinking what was labeled lolly bomb warning mm-hmm. so i'm just saying that's that's what i'm starting with it wasn't just, actually a lolly bomb yeah i'm disappointed what you're mad it didn't explode on me yeah well i'm mad that the ones that i opened fully exploded on me but i don't know Exciting. but it was called what dark cherry what is mm-hmm. it tell me dark cherry Explain. um <clears throat> it was one of the kvike yeasts we got from marvin I made a cider with it, and then at the end, I threw a bag of dark cherries in there. I don't remember if it's the Scar or the Oslo, but either way, it's got dark cherry at this point. Ooh, it's purple. Yeah, it's got a nice color. It has a really refreshing. It's pretty clean. Um, so I may, maybe it was the um, the Scar. I think that's the one he was like, it's lager like or whatever, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, it's super like dry. It's not sweet at all. And it's really refreshing. It's not aggressive. Um, the cherry is definitely there. So this is good. I would definitely drink this like all through the summer. We should make some more. I have a Tyler's Brew Schwarz beer, which is a delicious dark. Oh, the head is gone, but it was a beautiful tan head. Nice, dark lager. I cannot see through it. It's dark as the night. It's gorge. <laughs> Be honest, though. Is it? Do you like it? I love it. Is there roasted barley in here? What's on, what's going on? 
There is a little bit. I think. Oh my gosh, I should have. I I always do this. I always forget to look at the Ugh, recipe. I um, get it. But it was it was a collaboration. Me and our friend Victor and Louise from the Val Val um, had some. That was a long brew day. We had some difficulties with the mash temperature, but um, I don't know. I think as it lagered, it it came out decent. Um, they loved it. I. We split it. We actually split 10 gallons. I fermented it like traditionally at like 50 and Victor just put it in his garage. It was it was a little bit colder when he fermented it and mm. we were kind of experimenting. That kind of like ties into what we're going to talk about today. But how long yeah, does it both... need to be lagered for? Probably longer than I let it sit, but I let it sit for like a couple weeks. Then I put it mm. on gas then it took a couple more weeks, and then I think a couple more weeks, three weeks later, it was like actually really good. At first, I didn't like it, so it's good. I like it. I'll do it's, it again. Yeah, it's kind of dry and roasty, and kind of has like a coffee taste to it. I'm down. I don't know if it's supposed to. That's the thing, but it's fine. No, I th- <laughs> I don't want to pull up my app, but I think that is. If you have like a little yeah. roasted barley, you're gonna get a little action yeah. jackson so yeah um what's going on in your home brewery you just did something recently that you i know no no my home brewery because it's like we haven't we've done interviews or have had somebody on for the past maybe like six or so episodes and so so much has happened and i don't <laughs> even remember our last home brewery update i don't even remember what we're talking about but at this point in time, I'm looking up at a whiteboard that's on my wall that literally is categorized fermenting, fermenting, lagering on tap on one cross row. And then the down row is mini fridge one, mini fridge number two, X1 uni, <laughs> keezer. <laughs> I was like, I have to start writing. I have to like have oh a diagram my on my wall now to like keep track of shit. The Virgo so, has mean, entered the chat. Here we here we go. Very briefly, I'll say what I have on tap. Um, mm-hmm. I do have that Philly sour, like infected Brett thing. That actually, it's 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 coming it's coming into itself. I think I'm gonna add some like mango flavoring, but it's a little fruity. There's tartness. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not crazy about it, but um and then i have two beers that i brewed for our socal set of acetos internal comp a belgian blonde and a british golden ale and i, I still actually want have those now i want <laughs> to try those right now i still have some of dr andy's pale ale but that's probably going to tap in a little mm. bit um mm-hmm. and then lagering i have the hoppy pills collab that i did with zabiel's go go girls you are awesome. I can't how wait much, to taste How it. much longer on that? I'm excited for that one. You know, I'm going to let that sit until, I don't know. I kind of want to give it like time. I feel like I, I'm I'm bad at that. It's under ink bird control right now, correct? It's like in it's the fridge. Un- no, it's just in the fridge. It's at probably like 36, 40. I don't know. It's at cold temperature. Cold mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I had, and and then in my crazy conical baby conical that I have in my room now, there's a um, hazy IPA that is actually making my room smell really fucking good. <laughs> Ooh, it's like exploding all over the place. So wait, um, I want to talk to you about this real quick, and I we've talked about it over text. And also, by the way, I just decided that homebrew update is kind of like homebrew therapy, like we're each other's homebrew therapist. No, that's cool. I like that. Do you love it? Yeah. Okay. I do. I do. So you have the conical fermenter, but it's out of a fridge, but then you have like a cooler and then uh, there's like an, I saw hoses going in and out. Could you break that Yeah. And it's actually, I didn't, it's not like I made this up. I've seen this on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a cooler. Is there a name for this? (laughs) DIY glycol (laughs) chiller. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, it's a cooler with ice packs and water. Um, there's a pond pump inside Mm -hmm. submerged in the ice water. Um, and the in tube that goes into the fermenter. So I have a, a stick in the fermenter, um, that's 
that goes through and recirculates to the middle of the war or the beer or whatever. And so there's an end tube that's sucking up the ice water in there and then it just comes out and then goes back in the cooler. And what's triggering that pump is the ink bird. So if it gets too hot, then the pump will turn on and it will will recirculate the ice cold water through that little tube that's in the middle. It's like a stainless steel tube. Okay. Cool sticks from Brew Built. They don't sponsor us, but. A Wait gift a minute. from Simi Valley. Are you basically <laughs> using the glycol chiller but just replacing glycol with ice water or are you using a completely different thing? Um, I'm using the attachment for the brew built. Okay. That would be used for a glycol chiller. It's called okay. a cool sticks. Cool sticks. Um, but technically you okay, Meep's just on my computer. Wow. <laughs> Come here, girl. It's a brewery catch. Like, um, <laughs> technically, you can recirculate whatever you want through there. So mm-hmm. I'm, I decided to do ice. I don't think I could. I don't think I could lager. I don't think I could ferment a lager with this technique. I would probably need glycol, but it keeps it keeps ale temperature just fine. How often do you have to switch out the ice packs? Um, Every night, or I've just been swapping them out as I notice them. Mm-hmm. like melted but the water in there is still pretty cold and i think it i think it's fine like if it goes too high it it'll recirculate for a few minutes and then it's back down huh so hmm. it's pretty cool i'm surprised and i live in the valley and it's been hot as hell so very cool very maybe it's cool. insulated i don't know <laughs> i kind of i'm intrigued i i know i'm like i don't have fermentation temperature control but i just bought a refrigerator on craigslist so yeah it's i will say it's a lot of work my my style is definitely throw a slap an ink bird on a mini fridge pop a fermenter in there set it leave it alone for a couple weeks yes but i i was gifted just as you were gifted Mm. this conical and um you know, I just want to make it work. It is fucking cool, actually. It is it is cool. The more I play around with it, I'm like, ooh, I got like a little, little brewery in my house. But... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, there's a lot going on at Tyler's Brew, but you know, I, I dial it in my system, I think, so I'm, I'm the most excited about them. So that's right. I noticed you get your um, rim system going. And that's really cool. I have people trying to break into the recording studio right now. That's <laughs> so disrespectful. Come on, producer Ed is. <laughs> I was like, just, just text me, producer Ed. Um, All right, what about you? What is your homebrew update? Honestly, there's not a lot going on. I'm trying to finish that Dr. Andy's pale ale. <clears throat> Might be dumping the last gallon. I don't know. We'll see. Ooh. Um, we love you, Andy. Oh, we love you, Andy. Um, I did make a crazy kind of a rye beer, and that's almost done. I've been drinking the crap out of it, and I don't really have anything. Um, oh, I had a kind of a yeast fail that I'm trying to fix. So I, I used a third, a third reuse of a wild yeast, and it really came up short, i.e. tasted a little like farts. So I was like, oh, I was kind of irritated because the juice I put it on um, was like a nice, um, it was expensive juice. Let's just put it like, let's, I'll just say that. So I was like, Uh-oh. oh, can't let go of this. So I racked it. I added a little more juice and I added a bunch of yeast nutrient and um, just put it in my garage. And I was like, I'm going to check on you later. But I noticed I already got a huge treb on the bottom, even though I had racked it. So I'm going to have to do something with it. I don't have anything else in the fermenter. Um, I did make something for the comp. Didn't come together like Yay. I was hoping, but we'll see. And hopefully you'll come over soon on Sunday. I'm having the girls over to brew an American wheat ale. It's actually going to be a Sam Adams clone. Wait, so I thought it was Monday, for. Memorial Day, right? What did I just say? 
Sunday. I meant Monday because I'm so dumb. <laughs> well, by the, by the time this episode's air, Memorial Day will be passed. But that, yeah, you're going to be brewing with cervezetas, and I mm-hmm. wish I didn't have to work, but I'll come through after. I'll try yes, at least. Well, now I am excited because Seeds of Paradise is this is like the magic ingredient. Yeah. So I hear. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I wanted to whiff them, I wanted to take a smell, but I left the package closed so we'll update well we'll drink some the other thing is yes i just got a fridge to hook up to an ink bird however i know but it will literally (laughs) require an entire afternoon of reorganizing my um garage so we'll see oh shit i don't know if that can happen before yeah (laughs) luckily (laughs) yeah i have a little packet of kvike i might have to toss that in instead (laughs) i'm not worried Thanks to BSG for that random packet of Kvike coming in a clutch. Nice. But actually, yeah, that's like a good transition to what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Okay. That is a good transition. Kind of, mm. It's kind of cool because we kind of both talked about, you know, beers and like kind of, uh, I guess, methods to avoid using temperature control. Um, so we're we're... Coming up on the last few episodes of Brewed Up Season 2, I know, don't don't cry, don't cry too much. Um, <clears throat> it's getting a lot warmer here in the Southland, which means, which means let's drink some crispy boys by the motherfucking pool, bitch. <laughs> and actually it's June, so perfect timing. If we brew something now, almost June, mm-hmm. if we brew something now, it'll be ready by july so that's cool yes and it's time to adopt what Lori calls a brewing calendar mm-hmm. get organized and let's let's make a plan it's funny you say it's what i call it but you just described <laughs> like an entire graph on your whiteboard in your bedroom of an, an no adult, mine so. is not a brewing calendar mine is e- uh a production schedule, <laughs> which I guess could be the same thing, but it's more like a production, um, God, graph, Excel sheet. <laughs> it's me being a psycho. It's again. a visual resource. Look, you said it so perfectly. Yes. I'm getting, we're getting older. We're getting more mature. I'm going to brain cells are mm-hmm. depleting as I drink yes. more and more. So alcohol. we have to like, we have to start making, we have to start putting it into our calendar. Actually, Tyler texted me the other, other day and she was like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what are you talking about? My calendar just says Tyler. What are we doing? And she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yes, seasonal brewing and adopting a brewing calendar, which we are about to do, friends. Yes. Ensures that you brew what you want to brew just in time to enjoy it. You're going to be... There's, there's three prongs to this, to seasonal brewing. Um, one part is you're brewing in time to enjoy the right beer. So it's June. I want to drink something yes. very sexy in July. So I'm going to brew it, whatever I want to have next month. The other piece is you want to use uh, seasonal ingredients or things that are like at the peak of their time. So if you wanted to brew with fruit, for example, or vegetables or herbs, or even making cider or mead, you want to anticipate when those things are at their peak of like freshness or gorgeousness. Mm -hmm. And then the Mm -hmm. other thing does come back to temperature control. Temperature control. Temperature control. (laughs) If you have a calendar and you're organized, you're going to be obviously brewing more when it's cooler. So you're fermenting with it's cooler. But if you do have temperature control, you could plan it out so that you're not taking such a huge drain on the grid, a.k.a. treading lightly on Mother Earth. And this is where you can like really celebrate Earth Day and be a total fucking hippie and be like, you know what? I make saisons in the summer. So like that's what we're going to be doing. That's what we're talking about right now. I will like to say that mm-hmm. if you use temperature control, it means that does mean that your refrigerator is not on all of the time. It actually saves because it turns off. Anyway, sorry. I love you, Mother Earth. I'll I'll stop. Yeah, but if you're brewing, like 
if you're fine lager in no, no, august no. and september but it's e- my it's a house little... is sucking <laughs> yeah like oh yeah you days. have ac some people have ac and they can put their stuff like in their bedroom and stuff that's again that's not me but i didn't even consider that do you do that in the no, valley I, using ac as temperature control is that is that is actually an energy suck yeah because like murder yeah, AC is terrible, but like refrigerators actually do not suck up a ton of energy, and plus they're half off the time, half they're off half the time, but mm-hmm. they still have some form of insulation. They still take up space. It still costs money, so it's not conducive for a lot of people. I get yeah. it. So I was thinking that you and I also actually we could come up. So let's say we wanted to brew. Are you going to tell me to brew something and leave it out in the open to ferment? Possibly. <laughs> okay. Let's so do it's it. June. Down. Yes. I've started it, but I just wanted to just like run a couple things by you. Um, okay. Okay. So what do we want to drink in July? What is like the quintessential <clears throat> high point? Actually, July is not even the hottest part of the summer in, in LA, but. It's getting know, there. No, not anymore, right? I know. Global warming. Even more now reason. It's like to November. Like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so I was thinking it would be so tasty to enjoy a wit, a Berliner Weiss, a Saison, which warmer temps, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can maybe use a little temp control and do a nice lawnmower beer. So maybe an ale, a cream ale. Or maybe you're doing like a light lager. Were you going to brew that cream ale again? Oh, definitely. That's like, that's mm-hmm. going to be, I'm determined. That's going to be my staple is that crispy cream ale. But I, that's- yeah, I agree. I think I've never brewed a, a Belgian wit, but like so many people are doing that right now. And I'm like, should I hop on the wit train? I think I think I'm gonna hop on the wit train next. I'm af- why am I afraid of doing a Berliner Weiss? But I think I'll do a wit first. Mm-hmm. A Berliner Weiss, like I mean, you've done a Goza. A Berliner Weiss, actually, you don't even you're you don't even have to hop or boil that. Or we what? should talk to. Yeah, traditionally you're like throwing in the lacto. You're leaving it. Wait, just lacto. From what I understand, or maybe it's mixed fermentation. Oh God, I'm gonna like I'm. Alex okay, we'll do another. We'll Weiss. have to do a Berliner Weiss episode. And but yeah, Berliner Weiss <laughs> and Goza are very similar. But I think mm-hmm. Berliner Weiss is like no hops, no boil, yes. like for sure. So I'm down. Saisons are like that's the first. That's the first beer I was starting to brew because you, anything Belgian like Belgian yeasts are like. They love they it go warm. Up to eighty degrees, mm-hmm. yeah, and they taste great. I highly recommend. Yeah. Uh huh. Actually, I think that would be a really good brewed up experiment to use. Uh, I don't know what would we do. Maybe do one batch. Ugh, how would this work? Same yeast <laughs> and then separate temperatures because I know if you do like a saison yeast at different temperatures, it expresses differently, like at all different ranges, which is really interesting. And, you know, that's something I actually have been experimenting with Mm -hmm. is fermenting with Belgian yeast at like cold, like cold, not cold, but like 66, 67. Yeah. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. That's what I did with this, this Belgian blonde actually. So, um, just because I love Belgian yeast and what it does, but like sometimes it's a little too aggressive and I, Mm -hmm. I try to kind of like pull it back a little bit i feel bad because it's like i want to be free but i'm like (laughs) no (laughs) you know i only want some of you not all of you (laughs) just because you can doesn't mean you should yeah and also reminder you can use that type of yeast with apple juice as well and make a sexy belgiany frenchy what's your favorite name her her name is Belle. Her name is <laughs> Belle Saison. <laughs> Belle. I forgot. Yes. Um, don't don't tell anybody. But I really don't like the White Labs French Saison yeast. 
Yeah, there is there is no no, there's a big difference between Belgian and French Cezanne yeasts. And from my experience, French Cezanne yeasts are like super aggressive. They don't have as much character. Belgian Cezanne yeasts have a little bit more character. And I, I think that's just how they are, but people have their preference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I use the mangrove jack um saison yeast on something and at that first is a I French w- saison. Yes. At first I was like, mm But then I was like, mm. I was like the kombucha lady. I was like, no. And then I was like, actually. But it, it aged. It was, I don't know. At first it kind of tasted um kind of like a bell pepper or something like that. Kind of kind of like a Ooh. Yeah, like kind of vegetal. I think that's an no, no, no! Don't, don't, (laughs) shush! Because you know what i I went to White Labs and they have the French saison yeast, and I taste. You know, you can taste the beers made with their yeast, and it tasted just like I detected that same note. So, they're professionals. Bell pepper, okay. Kind of like a sweet, peppery, not vegetal, but like sweet and peppery kind of. And that wasn't for me. Okay, let's let's yeah. move on. We've got okay. let's let's like bang this out. I think we could do like just 2021, fall summer 2021. You down? Let's do it. So okay. July. Okay, so this is the big one. What happens the end of September, the beginning of October? What beer do you want to drink that you're like, fuck, I don't have a time machine? Oktoberfest. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is when you want to get that <laughs> shit in the fermenter to sit in your little cave in the valley and get all sexy. This is also a great time That's to experiment to with fruit beers, light Belgian ales, mm-hmm. a wheat beer, crush yes. that wheat beer in August, September. What do you think? I think, yeah, I think all of these are, you can definitely brew them in July. I think the Martzen, Martzen mm-hmm. Oktoberfest is, yeah, that's seasonal as in like you want to drink it. You want to brew it now so you can drink it when it's appropriate. All, but obviously you can drink it whenever. But that's a beer that I'm like, shit, I need to, I need to get that on my little production schedule here. Yes. Oh, you mean your brewing calendar? <laughs> Yes. Got you. Um, yeah, I think the last but, time when we brewed that Oktoberfest, I think it was like the first or second week of September. We were like, shit, we got to get this in I the know, can. so late. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just had the last can of that the other day and it, it aged really well. I did too. You know what? I used, I made bratwurst and I used half of it in the brats and then I tasted the rest. I was like, oh, I should have just drank it all. It was pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely want to brew that again. Um, there were some hiccups on that last batch, but I think brew it again, make it good. But yeah, these other ones are perfect. It's like, yeah, brew wheat beers, anything Belgian, ciders. They don't give a fuck about the temperature. Like, mm-hmm. you know? Also, this is the time when like fruits are at their peak. You can get like things that are frozen are even on sale. You can buy a lot of fruits on sale that are tasting what's on, what's so perfect for fruit in july stone dude. fruit berries that kind of thing um okay. stone fruit just kind of came in i've noticed uh cherries in the market but if you can grab them like let's say the last week of june you see about the farmer's market grab them prep them freeze them get ready for that july brew you'll be so happy you did do you know, I, well, you're like, you're kind of a green thumb. I don't do much gardening, but like, are there any vegetables or herbs during June or July that would be like, I have no idea. I mean, and you might not either, but yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Like my herbs, I, I don't um, tend my garden as much during the winter months. So usually in, in the summer, my herbs are cranking. So if you're making anything like that you want to do floral, maybe you're grabbing lavender or <clears throat> yeah, you might want to throw some, you know, oregano or basil have really good flavors to them. Um, 
you know, also July and August might also be a great time to do a seltzer just to keep on tap. Remember, you don't need oh, to ferment shit. that either. Let's put that in. It's saving Mother Earth, putting vodka in your keg. Yeah, I think I'm very anti home brewer fermenting sugar at this point. It's don't like, do it. There's no reason. There's no reason. Breweries do it because I, I think they have to. They cannot throw gallons and gallons of vodka into a thing and be they like might. oh yeah we can serve this <laughs> i think that might be illegal but like if you're a homebrewer you want like five gallons of seltzer like mm, fuck try to like ferment dextra oh yeah but also if you like want to it is perfect timing because you can just throw kvike in there and yeah but the thing about making a seltzer it's like a one or two day thing like you don't ain't no thing unless right. it smells like farts but anyways, August. Wow. So yeah, seltzer is perfect for summer, obviously. So mm-hmm. get your vodka, get your water, get mm-hmm. your CO2. That's the brewed up approved version <laughs> of seltzer. <laughs> Throw some fruit in there. <laughs> okay, so August. This is where we get tricky, especially in LA, because our summer really gets cranked up in like late August and September. Even on the west side, it's in the 90s. It's hot as hell. So the August can like be tricky. Over a hundred. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not coming to the valley, especially now if everything's gonna be outside. I might have to take a pass on that for now. Oh. Um. So in August, you are you could start something for cooler weather, but it'll duck down. So maybe, or also you can ferment at warmer temperatures. I would like to um, recommend Kvike beers. Yeah, I've, yeah, it's so perfect. Grab the yeast, get it going. I think this is a great time to start mead. It's going to take a fucking year anyway, so you might yes. as well. And all those bees went crazy in May, June, and July. They made you the most delicious honey. So find your honey person, make your mead, make just one gallon. You don't have to go crazy, right? Stick it in the closet. Actually, I think I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna do that this summer. Is make my. I'll probably make like two one gallon batches of yes. these, and then see what happens. Mm-hmm. You have to like. You have to hide it because, you really do need to forget about it. Oh no! Trust me, I'm I'm good. That's mm-hmm. why I brew beer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to wait for that, but not too long. So. But so, you also have you also have rye beer and ESB, which I actually am super intrigued by because rye beers are becoming pretty popular. So good. And like there's people like spreading the gospel about rye. I mm-hmm. put rye in my Saison and I put rye in a Perfect double IPA for- that I make. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to throw it in more stuff, but mm-hmm. my coworker recently had, he made a rye beer that had like, flaked rye rye malts and like caro rye and like Brittany, who we just talked to it from uh naughty pine she's like if i could throw rye in any beer every beer i would but i don't mm-hmm. think people would i'm like dude just do it secretly anybody <laughs> like rye is awesome. adds like um just like a nice little sp- spicy note you don't always detect it sometimes you might think it's a hop or something but I love rye. It's kind of spicy, and I think it adds like a dry, kind of dry, mm-hmm. earthy, um, spicy. I was also thinking maybe ESB would be appropriate to brew in August, and then you can enjoy it maybe late September, early October. Mm-hmm. You know, anticipate. Because you know, it does turn quickly. The seasons kind of like hit you suddenly. All right. Get ready. September is a great month. This is when you My can birthday. find- Yes. <laughs> oh, wait, your it? birthday is in June, right? Mm-hmm, we passed so, it. Fine. I know. But. September. It's Tyler's birthday and it's harvest season. And we're gonna get crazy. We're gonna find <clears throat> we're gonna find that fresh hugo. There's lots of places to get it. If you live within an hour or two of any kind of orchard or or Mm, cider place seek them out ask them if they have extra juice if they'd help you press some get some fresh juice find a guy who's going to go to Oregon for you and buy you juice that's my other recommendation <laughs> find it find a guy that's going to go to Oregon for you yeah no oh, I have gosh. it in my calendar actually um 
My buddy Dave at Raging Cider, the guy, he says, hit me up in September. I got you. So I'm very excited for that. It's also the September time. September is super hot. September, like yes. August is hot. <clears throat> September, I think I'm going to say September is probably like the hottest month in yes. Southern California. 100%. It's like Labor Day weekend. Let's get fucking turned, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hot. It is but I hot. see here you got California Common. Mm-hmm. So that's I just like, threw that in there. It's because something I wanted to brew. I was like, I do want to brew a California Common, so I just threw it in there. No, but also the thing about California Common is like it uses a ye- it uses a, a yeast, okay, mm-hmm. um, that is supposedly is like lager like, but you can ferment at higher temperatures well okay well, so like ahead. ale temps okay but you've heard of this like i there's like a i think white labs has it i don't i think if they're oh I think it's, it's called, called california, california Con- lager oh La- i think it's called oh, california california lager. ale yeast california lager uh, no no california lager or like san francisco lager or something like Ooh, that okay and then like every every it's it's supposed to be a quote unquote hybrid. Imperials is cable car, Y East is like I think it's just Cali Lager or something like that. What are those? But temps? it's like a they're like they're probably like sixty to like sixty eight or something cool. something like that. So it's like if you want like a lager like steam beer, Cali Common, you can get that wait, wait, wait. At a higher temp. California common kind of comes from the original anchor steam beer, which was made with Correct. the innovation of refrigeration in San Francisco. Correct. So I may tag. I think, I think you can't say steam beer because they, that's their like, you can word say we're, we're homebrewers. So, we did whatever the fuck. We yeah. So g- general public calls it California common, but like, our friends at Brewyard in Glendale, they use Cali Common yeast for all of their beers, ales and lagers. Oh. So it's interesting. If people don't have like crazy temperature control, you can make quote unquote lager type beers at a higher temp. Kind of like a Kolsch, I suppose. I love Actually, that. Actually, Kolsch, <clears throat> Kolsch might be one to like add. Okay, I can put, I can add that in. I have two more suggestions for September. September. Um, the first one is a pumpkin ale because we'll be harvesting pumpkins, but we'll probably use canned pumpkins because we're home brewers. Excuse me, I'm burping. And then that pumpkin ale will be ready in October, you know, November. Halloween, baby. Mm-hmm. And then the other idea I had was a candy beer, aka a pastry stout. Mm. So I was just thinking, like, whatever. Something for Halloween. <clears throat> or or the pastry stout could be ready for Thanksgiving too if you let it like Ooh. sit and mellow out a little bit. Yes, I don't know it's... anything about pastry stouts. I don't either. <laughs> I only drink. I'm like half I know a normal. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I know a normal stout needs to like sit. I'm like, does a pastry stout need to like age or Just try yeah, it? Maybe a trick or treat situation. Trick or treat. Mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah, then you can enjoy all those in October. And then in October, while you're enjoying those, you should start on your mm -hmm, sparkling cider for the holidays. You want that sparkling (laughs) Mm -hmm. cider. You know why? Your mom's coming over. Your aunties are coming over. You know who loves sparkling ciders? Older women. They love them. Also, kids. Oh, yeah. Get the kids. Fuck fuck Martinelli's. Make your own. Make your own. Actually, you know that's a great idea. I'm gonna put it in here. Try try a soda pot. So try a soda kit. Dude, Marinelli's cider was is like a staple at my table for like Thanksgiving and Christmas. So oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's really good. But like, I make my own. shit. <laughs> well, I'll try. Last time I tried it, it smelled like rhino fart. So. <laughs> Well, you might want to start a sparkling cider because it is nice to have kind of a sparkling, sessionable um, mm-hmm. thing to drink when you're eating cranberry and turkey. Get the burps the- out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't get too wasted. 
mac and yeah. cheese or yams. Oh, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. For sure. That plate of food. You could also start your winter warmer. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your spicy like beer. Yeah, like put on a scarf, get like a cute sweater on, make a beer. And then those I will mean, be ready. You don't have to put a, on a scarf yet because it's probably going to still be hot. For LA. Prepare. Everywhere else, it's like normal weather. <laughs> but I always, I always laugh because ha- uh, Halloween every year is either like really hot or really cold. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I knew that was because when I was in my 20s, I would be half naked on Halloween and out at the club. So, <laughs> yeah. I was either shivering or like, what, what kind of Halloween costumes did you like to do? You no, like? I, I would never dress up slutty, but I was like, at least maybe in like shorts and something cute. I've been a zombie a lot of times. I've been a cat. I don't know. I don't know. I'm very That's last good. minute when it comes to Halloween. I My Halloween costume for probably 10 years was bloody and slutty. Okay, I like mm-hmm. it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, just like a little bit of both. Yeah. Cute. All right. Yeah. Not now that I say it doesn't sound that cute. It sounds a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's revolutionary, I'm sure. Yeah. Back in the day, you know? All right. So <laughs> Okay, so let's think. October, the leaves are falling. You're watching like the peanuts like Halloween special. You're like, ooh, I might want a brown mm-hmm. beer. So you're gonna make some British brown beers. You might even try an amber. Yeah, that's that's great, like, for the fall. So that's mm-hmm. what we're brewing right now for, okay, I got you, for like a month. Yeah. Perf, right? And now we're just, like, we're heading into the end of the year. Your brewing calendar is almost complete. In November, you're brewing for December, possibly January. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I'd put Doppelbach. We get- yes. Yeah. I mean, Doppelbach is, I don't know. I've never brewed a Doppelbach. I know it's a l- technically a lager, right? Mm-hmm. So that's probably going to be ready. I mean, our coldest months are like January, February, mm-hmm. going into March. So like, yeah, it should be ready by then. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I was going to maybe ask uh, Georgia. Georgia for her recipe. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's pretty I good. Remember. Mm-hmm could do a scotch ale scottish ale strong ale strong ale. Str- arrogant strong ale bastard yeah then th- you can brew a strong ale in the beginning of november and then you could be having it in december and feel all warm inside strong ales are they're strong mm-hmm. so be careful mm-hmm. be careful around them so what do you think you'd want to be drinking in january february <sighs> Um, well, like I said, January, February is like, it's, it's our, it's our coldest months. And Mm -hmm. by cold, I mean like, you know, 55 degrees. (laughs) We're like, oh, shivering. Oh, pretty chilly. Um, but yeah, definitely like darker beers. I know that's weird, but like, I don't know why that's a thing, but yeah, something stronger, something like winter warmers, um, a dark lager would be nice. Like a Schwarz beer? Um, yeah, like a Schwarz beer. This one is Which super I see good. in December. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. I, I love it. Partial. I was partial. Um, but yeah, Schwarz beer for sure. Um, ooh, and I see Hellas Dunkel for December, to brew in December. You want to try? Yes. Can we do it at your place Should and then you, you can ferment it? Of course, yeah. I would love that. Let's do it. Let's like a Hellas? Dunkel? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get some tips from Enneagram over here. <laughs> just a couple of... Sh- I want you to know, I did nothing too hoppy on here. I did put American Pales in December because I'll drink a pale ale in the spring or an IPA Yeah. after that. Those you can drink whenever, I feel like. Yeah. So, But I'm not going to have them in my fucking brewery all the time just pointing that out <laughs> well no not you but 
the average I feel like the average drinker home brewer is drinking a pale ale year round, I suppose. A pale ale and an IPA. So All right. Well we've done it. We are like organized on top of it, very conscious, cognizant brewers. We're gonna be ready for the holidays. We're gonna utilize all of nature's bounty. And we're going to be delicate with Mother Earth's resources. <laughs> I love it. Wait, so what is our... So we're going to brew a... We got to at least plan... Let's plan like three total. Okay. All right. So you said Hellas Dunkel. I love that. I would like to try a... Oof. I would like to try a mead. Okay. So I'll do a mead. Let's do it. Or I'll do, oh, well, okay, because you already do mead. So I'll do mead personally by myself. Oh, but like, sorry. I did not mean to like. No, no, no. We could do it. No, because I was like, wait, she already, she already have like. I've meads, done like... one mead. It's. What? Really? I thought you did more than that. I've okay. done short meads, so yeah, but I've do only mead. done like one real big mead. You know what we should do is we should go in on honey. That's the kicker. Honey's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want to buy, I, like, look, I have a, I have a hookup. Yes. Fillmore. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think I'll try a sparkling cider and have it ready for Thanksgiving because, like I said, that's like a family thing. Um. And I don't know. I guess. Oh man, this is so tough. There's so many styles here. What are what's like another one that you want to try? I want to try a Roush beer. I've never done a smoked <sighs> beer. Okay. And hopefully by then I'll have my fridge set up. So <clears throat> yeah, I'm not gonna I, I think that'll be my first lager if that's all is right. that stupid? No, <laughs> it's not. We've we've got all the smoked <laughs> malt. Yes. At Simi. I mean, you could also make a beer that has like a splash of like cherry smoked malt, which we have. Does it taste like cherries? No, no. Cherry smoked malt. Oh, the wood is cherry that it's that the malt smoked on. I I believe that is the the concept. It smells great. Next time you come, I'll let you smell the container. It what about um, cherry, cherry smoked Roush beer? A cherry, cherry smoked Roush beer. Okay. Yeah, do it. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> That's what this this calendar is maybe organized, <laughs> but also fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually the fourth tenet of homebrewing. Do whatever the fuck you want. No, this is good. I think we'll post this calendar, right? You wanted to post it on our yes. Instagram and then you can I, I'm down to like do a couple of beers on this. I definitely want to do an Oktoberfest. That's a obvious one. So I'll get that going. Look, all I'm saying, if if I'm gonna sit down and like write down beers in a calendar, and if you're on a homebrewing journey, this might be your next step as well. Or you could be like Tyler and do your production schedule on a whiteboard. <laughs> I think the main thing for me for a seasonal brewing would be like brewing so that I'm drinking what I want, you know, like planning yes. ahead. Um, but also because I only have so much fermentation controlled space, like using it to also brew something that I could just leave out in my room. Right. Mm-hmm. Because. I'm a brewing maniac, and so I like to have like five things fermenting at one time. So <laughs> that's yeah, why I also do have a saison. Pri- yeah, you also want to prioritize. Like you have to figure yeah. out like what you know between what you want to brew and then what you want to enjoy. Yeah, strike a I mean, people know that I, I like sour, wild stuff, and that that shit doesn't need fermentation control. No. So I always have like at least a couple carboys. I have a barrel in my room, my closet. So yeah, year round. all right well i feel like we've done the lord's work here today (laughs) and i really love this schwarz beer you should brew it again thank you i appreciate it 
And thank you for listening. And thank you for indulging the seasonal brewing calendar by Brewed Up. And I will say, Lori, in the middle of this episode, I opened this uh, uh, Pink Boots uh, blend hopped oh. cider. It is fantastic. Oh, really? Is it? Is yeah. It carbonated? Yeah. It's oh. really good. I'm about to pour the, the rest of it. You gave me like a bomber of it. So, oh, right on. Thank the, you. I made I made a, only a gallon of that. And like the first two I opened weren't carbonated. So I'm... Really? Congratulations. Yeah, you gave me gave me the good bottles. <laughs> yeah, I did. It's exciting. Well anyway. Well, Lori, I mm-hmm. happy we finally recorded this episode. It was great. Hope you guys um yeah, enjoyed and follow our seasonal brewing calendar. Have some fun with it. It's fun. It's just for fun. Yeah, or make your own. Like you can you don't even yeah. need to listen to this episode to make one, but like whatever. Yeah. Our podcast isn't even that good. Don't even listen to us. We yeah, it's like, it's, it's crap. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Lori, always a blessing. And oh. everyone out there, thank you. We love you. And we'll see you next time. Love we won't see you, but you. we love you. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Brewed Up Podcast and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Brewed Up is a Hopped LA production. The Brewed Up music is produced by LA legend producer Elusive.